Hi, everyone. This is Heidi St. John. Thanks for tuning in today. This is Off the Bench with Heidi St. John, and today is Friday, September the 17th. I'm going to hit some of the headlines to you because I've been doing my schedule here at the podcast a little bit wonky. Today, we're going to talk about some of the headlines and why it is so important that you get involved in what's happening around you. Freedom in this nation and around the world, but especially here, is in serious jeopardy. Stick around. I think you're going to be encouraged. Hi, I'm Heidi St. John. You probably know my name because I've been working hard for the people of Washington State for the past 17 years. Now I'm running for Congress in Washington's 3rd Congressional District, and I need your help. I'm running against several big-money Republican opponents in the primary, and I am determined to prove that a grassroots campaign financed by working men and women can still compete with super PACs and mega donors. To make a difference, please visit Heidi St. John for Congress. So thank you guys for choosing to spend just a little bit of your valuable time with me today. I really appreciate it. I love hearing from podcast listeners. A lot of you are telling me that you're still, you're listening in the shower and you're listening while you're doing your dishes and all the things. And uh, I really appreciate it. A lot of you brand new homeschoolers and uh, we greatly appreciate that as well. Uh, A couple of things I wanted to point out really quickly. First of all, this this campaign, my run for Congress, really needs your financial support. I cannot stress it enough. A lot of you guys have been watching what's been happening with me with the race for Congress here. I've already talked about the Trump endorsement. And the fact of the matter is we need to raise money. We need to raise it in a hurry. And uh, I am depending on you guys to help. So if you want to see, I'm fighting for actual good government. And what I'm watching happening in the country right now is people from around the country, different parts of the country, trying to determine who chooses our representatives instead of the people having a voice. We absolutely have seen this now uh, play out in the state of California, and uh, it is devastating what we are seeing happening to our uh, to our constitutional republic. This is not how this country is supposed to run. And I need your help desperately in my race for the United States House of Representatives. We need your financial support. If you can volunteer, uh, if you can help in any way, please go to HeidiStJohnForCongress.com and uh, get involved. I will link back to that in the show notes today. But the truth of the matter is, uh, we have to have some pretty serious conversations about what's happening in this country. We have a man in the White House right now who clearly is in the end, some sort of middle to end stages of decline, right? Call it dementia, whatever you want to call it. You know, every time I see this guy open his mouth, I wonder what in the world is going on. And then you've got the COVID panic merchants and they're peddling their, their, you know, various forms of panic into the United States and into the country. And they're dividing us. And there are lots of ways to divide people, but we have got to be united in our desire to see this country survive this onslaught of socialism and communism and Marxism, which is absolutely here. And you heard me talk about this with my friend, Dr. Jensen, yesterday on the show. But it's interesting to me to note that what's happening really in this country is that we are seeing... Uh, people now being displaced from their jobs. That is really, truly happening. If you didn't listen to uh, my interview with a Washington State Patrol officer on America's Town Hall, go and give that a listen. You have to wonder 
what is behind all this stuff? It's shocking and sad to see good workers who have been working, many of them on the job for 25 and 30 years, being displaced and replaced. And it's interesting to me that the people that are coming across our borders are not being forced to get a vaccination against their will. So many things are happening right now, which cause me to believe that our nation is under attack. And as I have been running for the U.S. House of Representatives, and really I'm getting a front row seat, and I'm here to tell you right now that the corruption is on both sides of the aisle. It, it really is. And we don't like to think that. And so what we have to do is start looking for people of principle and say, I know that person or I have a friend who knows that person. And politics is also all of a sudden going to become very personal. It should be very, very personal because we're dealing in this country right now, which is the land of the free and the home of the brave. And a new virus has come in with a survival rate of 99.9 for almost all the age groups except older adults who are also very sick. So people with comorbidities, and I think you heard uh, Dr. Jensen say that their mortality rate is a little bit is a little bit higher, but still nowhere near what they told us it would be. They've absolutely lied. And suddenly in the name of public health, no amount of suppression of liberty, no matter how irrational, has been resisted by the majority of Americans. And actually, Almost any citizens of other English-speaking countries. I was reading an article uh, at PJ Media, which I'll link back to in the show notes today. This is what Dennis Prager is saying, and he's absolutely right. The citizens of Australia's biggest states are now not allowed to leave their homes for more than a few hours a day. They're not allowed to congregate with other citizens, even outdoors. They're not allowed to even speak with one another outdoors. For more than a year and a half, Australians have not been allowed to leave their country without the express permission of their government, which can decide whether or not they have a good enough reason to leave. Church services are forbidden. Australians, Canadians, and New Zealanders, most of whom are thoroughly secular, have only contempt for the compatriots who wish to attend religious services. In many arenas of life, most Australians have fewer rights than most Soviet citizens did. Like Australians, Soviet citizens could not leave their country without permission, but they were allowed to leave their homes, to speak with people in the street, and to visit dying relatives in the hospital. But meanwhile, a large percentage of Americans support this, this president who offers government and an enormous number of private entity workers a choice between getting vaccinated no matter how young they are or whether or not they've already had the Rona or losing their job. In other words, Americans support firing unvaccinated fellow citizens who work for the government, the medical profession, or privately owned companies with 100 or more employees. Half of America supports this president who portrays the other half as the enemy, their fellow Americans as people for whom they should have hatred. No American president has ever given as divisive a speech as the one in which President Joe Biden announced his vaccine mandates. It's, it's unbelievable to me. Something, by the way, he denied wanting to impose only nine months ago, way back in December of 2020. Some of you guys might remember that. Lincoln, despite the Civil War, 
a war in which more Americans were killed than in all the other uh, American wars combined, called on Americans to have malice toward none. Biden, as mean-spirited a president as this country has ever had, has called for malice toward 100 million Americans, declaring, quote, our patience is wearing thin. This is, according to Dennis Prager, and I'm continuing to quote, a three-pronged left-wing assault on liberty in the name of public health. That's the first assault, COVID-19. In the name of anti-racism, that's the second one. And then in the name of saving the planet. So by ratcheting up fear and hysteria, the left is using to end individual liberty. Each one of these including freedom of speech, for the first time in American history. And unless we fight the left as hard as the Union fought to save the slaves, the answer to the question, will they succeed, is yes, they will. We're in trouble. And as I'm running my race for the United States House of Representatives, I'm learning that a lot of the things that I put my faith in, my faith was misplaced. And I don't mean faith like my faith in eternal security or my faith in politics has ever superseded my faith in God. No, I mean, I had a basic level of trust in the government, in the CDC, in the RNC, in all of it. And uh, that has been shattered in recent months and weeks and days. Because our freedom really is in jeopardy. And there was a woman at a uh, an event that I spoke at just a few days ago who said, oh, come on, Heidi, this isn't real persecution. Oh, okay. What, what do you guys, what do you call it when the government says we're going to force you to take an injection against your will? What do you call it when the government can say who is essential and who isn't. What do you call it when in the name of a virus with a 99.9% recovery rate, we cripple a nation emotionally through fear, economically through lockdowns, and politically through this giant chess game that is American politics today. It's being decided by people. I mean, we we think we have a whole lot more voice than we do. And actually, we're just giving up our voice every time we decide not to stay involved, every time we decide to just sit it out. Do I sound angry? We got huge issues that need to be addressed right now. And I'm praying to God that the people who are listening to this will wake up and start to get involved. I thought it's it's fascinating the hypocrisy of the left in this country. Absolutely fascinating to me. And on Instagram the other day, I shared a little bit about it. But uh, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, these people are such hypocrites. I mean, this is communism, by the way. This is what happens when communism takes over. These people that say, oh, I, we want to work for you. Tax, uh, tax the rich. Tax the rich. These are the people that say that they, they want to help you, but then they show up at, uh, at the Met Gala wearing a gown that says tax the rich. 
This is Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, who's making $175,000 a year off of your tax dollars, saying that she is part of the representation of people of color and the working class. What she really means is tax the middle class until they become the lower class. That's what the Democrats always do. When they say tax the rich, they're not just targeting uh, people out there in the suburbs. They don't actually mean Jeff Bezos and Zuckerberg or anybody else that they hang out with. This is so typical. And it's disgusting. How much do you think her designer dress cost her? We know that the the ticket was uh, $30,000. It's it's absolutely unbelievable. Her dress was $100,000 put together by a team. $30,000 to go. By the way, they weren't wearing masks. I don't know if anybody noticed that. The hypocrisy of the left is absolutely stunning. And the fact of the matter is, as we're watching what's unfolding in the nation today and around the world, but particularly, you know, my heart is just breaking for what's happening from the highest levels of government. We need new leadership. And that means that everybody is going to have to get involved. That means that we start we start putting our money where our mouth is. That means we stop, we stop letting bureaucrats and political elites choose who's going to run for us, and we choose who runs for us. That's the way, that's the way the, uh, this country was founded as a representative republic of the people, by the people, and for the people. And what we're seeing right now is anything but that. It's a... Uh, it's shameful. This is a, a this is a terrifying time to be an American, and yet, as I travel the district, I'm hearing from people who are getting off the bench and onto the battlefield. You guys heard me interview uh, the Washington State Patrol officer the other day. There are people running for office more now, conservatives, than in any other time I think in the history of our country, except for at the very beginning of it when people were actually engaged and involved. And the elites in this country and people who are making decisions for us, whether we know it or not, are assuming that you guys are not going to get involved, that the electorate will always remain apathetic about what happens because we just go, well, it's just the way it's going to be. But it doesn't have to be that way. It doesn't have to be that way. We have an opportunity right now to change the way that things are done. And to have a voice, you know, I don't, I don't know uh, if all the stuff that's happening right now is just an attempt to cover up the disastrous withdrawal that we made out of Afghanistan. Watch what can, watch what happens, you guys. Turn on the news. Watch what's happening in uh, California right now with the recall of the tyrant Newsom. It's important for us to get involved. This is uh, Friday, of course, and you guys know. Uh, by the way, I've got a wonderful new, a couple of guests coming on the show with me next week. You guys are gonna, you guys are gonna enjoy it. But we live in a world, obviously, where suffering and discouragement is running rampant. But I, I want to end today because I am frustrated. I mean, you guys hear the frustration in my voice. 
for so many reasons that I can't even say on the show. And I know some of you are feeling like uh, there's just no, there's no end in sight. But the truth of the matter is, we know who we are in Christ. And we know that at the end of the day, uh, God's going to win this thing. And I, the reason I tell you guys the truth is because I think biblical faith, it's not about wearing a smile on your face and pretending that everything's okay. And I'm certainly seeing this in different churches uh, around the country right now. You know, we're, we're basically just in denial, but it's also not about covering the stark and very dark, honestly, realities of this fallen world that we're living in uh, and just pretending that it's not happening. Paul David Tripp said, it's not about praying in King James English because somehow that makes you feel more spiritual. It's not about priding yourself on your ability to keep God's rules or thinking that you're more sanctified because you're on pace to read through the whole Bible again this year. It's not about cleaning yourself up on Sunday so that your public persona hides the real details of your private spiritual life. It's not about keeping score of how many years you've gone through without missing a worship service or polishing your righteousness so you look better to you and to others. We might feel better, but our hearts have not been quieted by biblical faith. You see, the faith of the Bible will never call us to deny reality in any way. The faith of the Bible is so in awe of the grandeur and glory of God that it's able to look at the darkest realities in life and not be afraid. Abraham did not need to deny reality in order to leave his home without knowing for sure where God was taking him. Noah did not need to deny reality in order to spend 120 years building that ark. The children of Israel did not need to deny reality in order to walk around Jericho for seven days. David didn't deny reality when he stepped on that battlefield to face the giant Goliath. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego didn't deny reality. They didn't need to when they stepped into that white-hot furnace. Peter, when he stood before the Sanhedrin and refused to quit preaching the gospel. You see, it wasn't a naivety of faith that propelled these people. It was a clarity of faith that caused them to do what they did. And it's only when you look at this dark world through the lens of the existence, power, authority, wisdom, faithfulness, love, and grace of the Creator God and the Lord of Lords that we can see things with real clarity. You see, we can't ever assess or understand what we're facing if we admit the facts and that's why you guys are going to hear me tell you the truth here. But we start with the, ma- with the basic fact, the most important one, and that is that God exists. And in fact, this is how Hebrews defines faith. In Hebrews eleven six. And without faith, it's impossible to please him. For whoever would draw near to God must believe that he exists and that he rewards those who seek him. So if you guys are lacking faith today, run to the one who freely gives it as his gift of grace to you. You see, an authentic faith is never going to ask us to swindle ourselves into thinking that things are better than they are. 
Biblical faith is shockingly honest and hopeful because we know at the end of the day that with God, all things are possible. Greater is he who is in us than he who is in the world. And I want you guys to be encouraged as you go into the weekend. Uh, I read just a little bit from one of my favorite devotionals today. That was by Paul David Tripp from his book, New Morning Mercies. And it really encouraged me to remember why I'm doing what I'm doing. This is a good time for you to assess why are you doing what you're doing? We're doing what we do out of obedience to God. We're doing what we do to say, Lord, I trust you that at the end of the day, he really is going to make all things right. God sees everything that's going on. And our job right now is to hang in there, to raise our kids to love and serve others and to serve God. And to be salt and light in a world that desperately needs it, probably now more than ever. I hope you guys have a great weekend. I'm going to come back on Monday and answer your questions. If you would like your question addressed, just shoot it to me, HeidiStJohn.com forward slash mailbox Monday. It's one of my favorite things to do. Keep those questions coming and I will address it on Monday. Hope you guys have a great weekend. Love your people well. And I'll see you back here on Monday at the intersection of faith. For more encouragement, visit me online at momstronginternational.com.